Hey, podcast family. Welcome back to season four of Motherhood in Black and White. I'm Kanji. I'm Tara. And we are back after a an unanticipated, unexpected, <laughs> and much longer than we ever could have dreamed possible break. Hiatus. Hiatus. <laughs> Between seasons three and four. See, what happened was... Here is what had happened. <laughs> so this is what I think we can call season three. Because when we came back to produce and plan and record all of our episodes starting in January of 2022, life happened. That's right? right. So I think we got through about seven or eight episodes and we had to put the kibosh on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will just call season three like our limited series, right? Yes. Kind of like Hulu does, like Ted Lasso, you yes. know. Yes. Because and regular, was it regular cable or regular television? Yes. NBC, CBS, ABC, they have like those 30 episode seasons. And it lasts for 10 years. Correct. This is just a, that was like a little short appetite filling excellent episode season yeah (laughs) limited series limited series so we're back for season four yes which interestingly enough is actually being released our two-year anniversary i know i know we were right on top of that it started to hit my phone in my memories and I was like oh we have to get this back together for our two year anniversary yeah so two years ago in the summer of 2020 that's when motherhood in black and white was born Um, we kind of weren't doing anything else except for sitting in our house and you became the only person that I pretty much saw for the first year of the pandemic same so we are recording socially distanced in our house and in my house we don't live together (laughs) we should live together that would make life so much better it would Can you imagine, like, I think there's something to that whole sister wives thing. Yes. You know? Yes. I've told people that the one thing missing from my life is a wife. Mm -hmm. Because if I had someone to kind of do all of the things that I do, it would be so much better. Unstoppable. Oh, I do have a question for you before we get into the content. Um, If you could pick one of these four items or things, and this is for you too, podcast family. Take a moment. Think. If you could have a full time one of these, which would you pick? Okay. A full-time chef, mm-hmm. personal trainer, mm-hmm. hairstylist, mm-hmm. or house cleaner. Which of those four would you pick for, let's say, three years? Chef. Chef. Yes. Why is that? I Cooking isn't hard for me, but meal planning is the bane of my existence. I just had this conversation with somebody today about how I really haven't gotten back into a regular cooking rhythm since the pandemic, I guess. And she was like, oh, is it because you don't like to cook? I'm like, no, I don't want to sit down and make the list and come up with what we're going to make and then go get the stuff. I just want the food to appear on my counter. So that's why I hate meal planning. Yes. And well, I just like cooking. (laughs) Well, there you go. There's that. (laughs) There's that. So same. I would pick a chef. Yes. Partially because... Listen, for somebody who, like myself, doesn't like cooking, I really enjoy every single show on the Food Network. Yes. I watch every episode of Beat Bobby Filet like 20 times, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. However, I don't like to cook partially because I have my son Roman is now 13. Mm -hmm. He's going into the eighth grade and we will talk about that in the the last part of our episode. But, um, you know, he has a very limited palate and my my partner, my spouse is a plant based um, Mm. eater. And so I was like, I don't have the time or energy to be to cook 
items for each person. And then, of course, during the pandemic or since we last recorded, we got a puppy. Oh, that's right. So there's just all of these beings in my house that require food and care and attention. And if I had someone to kind of cook for everyone, even the puppy would then get like, you know, chef made meals. (laughs) (laughs) No one tells you when you can't wait to be a grown up how hard it is to keep people fed in your house. Yeah, (laughs) it's the hardest part. And the fact that you have to do it constantly. Yes, every day everybody has to eat. It's ridiculous. Yeah, when I was single, there was nothing wrong with having cereal two or three times a day. But I guess that's not something that we should do as parents. But I mean, mm. it's food. <laughs> <laughs> so we are getting back and we are going to just kick off this season, this episode, by not only talking about kind of what we're looking forward to this fall, which is the big change in Tara's life is that your son Gage is now entering middle school, middle school. Mm-hmm. And my son Roman is entering eighth grade. So we'll talk a little bit about some of the tips that I have to offer for you as a parent who's newly navigating middle school. But before we talk about kind of like what this next season of our life is going to be like as moms, let's talk a little bit about some of the things that have happened in our lives since we last met up. And since we last got together as a podcasting duo, name a more iconic duo than the two of us. Like, what are some <laughs> things that you've been up to the last few months, Tara? Please let me and our podcast family in on what's been going on with you. Yeah, well, it's been a really eventful summer in a lot of ways. I think part of what sort of stopped us down was the end of school flurry. I know May just got really out of hand. For us, you know, Gage graduated elementary school. So it wasn't just like graduation, but he was also doing his last drama kids performance and his last, um, you know, meet the teacher, his last uh, wax museum performance. It was just so many things. Why is the end of school so insane, especially when they're wrapping up like a big part of it, right? Right. We had a lot of that going on. And um, other than that, Gage also did his first like week-long away camp this summer with Boy Scouts. And Jason and I really weren't sure what to do with ourselves while he was gone for seven whole days, during which I came to find out when he came home, there were no showers taken. (laughs) FYI. (laughs) I picked him up. I'm like, did you use soap at all? No, that's a no. Not even water. Um, And then, you know, just recently we were victims of this big... COVID wave. Just about three weeks ago, Jason and I finally had our turn at COVID. And it came at a really inopportune time, didn't it? Tell me more. Well, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but we had planned a big trip to Hawaii for the summer, a week long, not for the summer, a week long trip. It was our summer trip. And we both tested positive and started having symptoms about four days before the trip. So... We did not get to go to Hawaii this year. Oh, I'm so. I, my when you texted me that you tested positive, <laughs> I was so heartbroken for you. And all I could think of was like, this sounds like a comedy show, right? <laughs> it, it, it felt like a comedy show at my house. <laughs> it's kind of like that's what the last couple of years have been because we make plans and God kind of laughs and 
things happen, right? So I feel like each of us are living our own kind of like comedic show. I I feel like I'm my own Ted Lasso. And I know that you're probably some character from Friends, which is your favorite show of all time. (laughs) But there, but and also that's what gets us through, right? Sometimes when you just think of what's going on and the weight of the world, and my goodness, like, so much heaviness happened this summer in not just the United States, but in the world. And it's kind of like, the escape sometimes is just comedy because mm-hmm. we don't want to to cry when it feels as though, oh, my gosh, what do I have control of? So let me pick up the remote control and let me find like a good comedy show that I could watch. Right. That's correct. Yeah. So um, actually, we are so fortunate because one of your favorite comedians. Yes. Is back with a new comedy show. That's correct. Miss Pat has a new comedy show. Now, I've never heard of Miss Pat. Really? I did not until until our producer reached out and was contacted by an organization and a group and they found out and we were able to get a sponsor, our first sponsor for motherhood in black and white. So shout out to all of the listeners that have kind of stuck with us and been listening to us and waiting for this new episode to drop because each week we still get hundreds of people that are listening and and waiting with bated breath and sending us messages like, when are you and and Tara coming back, Kanji? Yes, thank you for all those messages, (laughs) by the way. It made us stay on track. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So uh, we have a sponsor for our podcast and it is BT Plus and they are streaming a new season of The Miss Pat Show. And from your favorite comedian, one of your favorite comedians. One of my favorite comedians. Yeah, when I got the copy, I was so excited. And I was curious if you'd heard of her before. I've seen quite a bit of her stuff. So what are some of the things that you like about Miss Pat as a comedian? No, my favorite thing about Miss Pat is who she is as a person. So she's hilarious. She's super funny. But the best part of Miss Pat is her story. So she was on a lot of podcasts a few years ago and really got some notoriety. And a lot of people have heard her story. She's even written a book now. She had her first child when she was 14 Mm. and her second child at 15 and was was dealing drugs to make money in her neighborhood and had a pretty rough time of it for a few years. And she ended up meeting a man when she was in her late teens, I want to say early 20s, um, and getting married and just turning her entire life around working with social workers. And she also her sister struggled with drug addiction, and she took in her four children and raised them and continues to raise them now. Mm -hmm. So she's got this incredible story of like perseverance and resilience. And it was her caseworker who encouraged her to go start doing open mic nights and become a comedian. And she has not only become a comedian, now she's a television star. I know. That's fantastic. So the Miss Pat show is actually an Emmy nominated show. And after just one season on BET Plus, the Miss Pat show is now not only are we back. This critically acclaimed smash hit BET Plus original series is returning with hilarious new season of grown folks comedy. And this season, Miss Pat works through the pain of the past to be the best wife, mom and sister that she can be. But that doesn't mean she plans to stop laughing or to stop cussing. (laughs) But it does mean that she and her sister will weather the storm of loss and that she will have to work on her pronouns when she meets her daughter's girlfriend. And that's something we all have to work on. That's correct. You know, she, her, they, them. Very important. And it's very nice to make sure that we get those right. So with the support of her loving husband, Terry, and her therapist, all Miss Pat can do is win. The L.A. Times raves that you'll get that good laugh you've needed from the Miss Pat show. Catch a brand new season now streaming only on BET+. 
To learn more, visit BET.plus. BET Plus. Stream Black Culture. Black comedy. I love it. I love yeah. laughing. And thank you for taking time to tell me mm-hmm. a little bit about Miss Pat's life and her story. And I can't wait to watch the new season this month on BET Plus. This month is also here in Texas, the return to school. And as we mentioned earlier, not only are we returning to like regular TV programming, but we are sending our boys back to school. So Tara, you are sending Gage off to middle school because here in Texas, our middle schools are from sixth to eighth grade. So tell me kind of like, how are you feeling? What's going through your mind right now as you're sending him back to school? Um, I feel pretty good about it. I mean, you know, we're nervous for him. There's a lot of extra responsibility and he's he's a little nervous. So I'm nervous for him, too. But I'm excited about it. I'm kind of a school nerd, as you know. We all know. And I wish I could get him excited on my level, but he's not quite feeling it. So what is he nervous about? He's nervous about... Um, not knowing where to go, you know, they have to move between classes and kind of be responsible for getting themselves from one place to the next. And it's pretty big. It's a much bigger campus. I think it's maybe double the size of his elementary school from a student body perspective. And, you know, he's going to be doing new things. He's going to be doing an athletics class. He's going to be learning to play tuba and band. He's just got a, a lot. And we've been talking to him a lot about his responsibility for staying organized and there's not going to be somebody all the time pushing you to do the thing. You're going to know how you're going to have to know what to do the thing. So he knows that's coming. Yeah. I know when you reached out to me, you asked me kind of like, well, what was your experience with Roman? And I will share that it was a little different because when Roman started middle school, he started during the pandemic. And so he started middle school online Mm -hmm. for the first, I think it was, five or six weeks they did online virtual school. And then when he went back, so many things were still different because this was the fall of 2020. And so it was still socially distanced learning. And a lot of parents in the middle schools elected to keep their children home and do a virtual education that entire school year. Mm. So there weren't like the regular number of kids in school. They wore masks every day. Um, They were only able to eat lunch at tables with one or two other kids. And I will tell you, it was funny because the first couple of months Roman was at school, they had arranged seating for lunch and they put him with another kid that he didn't know. Mm. And he, Roman's like, mom, the kid won't even speak to me. So here he is <laughs> yeah. at middle school, sixth yeah. grade. And he the only time he can kind of talk is at lunch. And he's sitting at a table with the boy that won't talk to him. Oh, yeah, so, sucks. So it was frustrating. Yeah. Um, and it's challenging. Like middle school is just like the worst three years of kind of anyone's life. Right. We look back on it. Right. right. And, you're going through these awkward phases and you're trying to figure out who you are and you're trying to put yourself in the place where you're going to be seen in your best light. And we as parents kind of need to just, I think, mentally take ourselves back there, which is really hard Mm -hmm. to realize like, okay, my kid's not being a jerk. My kid's not just being non-communicative, but think of like how we acted and we reacted during that time in that phase of our lives as well. Yes. I, I was thinking about this because I've seen it all over the place. Every mommy blogger I read or content about parenting I read, it's all it always talks about this dumpster fire in middle school. And I was reading this article that sort of quoted a study that was done in Arizona at the university, maybe 2016, maybe 2017. 
and they just kind of broke down. There's a bunch of things going on at the same time. You've got puberty happening. You've got a new school environment happening, additional responsibilities. They're trying to gain their own independence. There's creating like tension with your with your parents already. And I feel like that's a really formative time. And I remember for myself, I can remember how everything just felt probably a lot bigger than it was at the time. Right. You know, like between the hormones and the friends and the, it was a lot. So I think about that for him and I'm just like, it's, we're just going to hang on. We're just going to get through it. (laughs) And again, a part of parenthood is realizing that for the rest of your life, your heart is going to be walking around Mm. outside of your body in your child or in your children. And so when there are situations that happen and some at middle school with, um, you know, instances of of bullying or ostracism or kind of like friend groups Mm -hmm, changing mm -hmm. and those, you know, not every person is going to like you and you're going to school now with a whole new group of people because it's kind of like in our area, you know, there was a group of elementary school students. I think it's three elementary schools that merged into one middle school. Right. Very similar. Yeah. So those kids that he went to elementary school that he knew and he got along with now coming into a whole new like environment where these kids and he's going to have to kind of reinvent himself or get to know people. And it's not everyone's going to like you. It's going to be like that the rest of your life Mm -hmm. um, for any reason or no reason. And so I think for me, that was the first time he was experiencing that was sixth grade and seventh grade. And, you know, as your as their um, interests change, Mm -hmm. it was kind of reconfiguring friend groups because some of the kids that he had been friends with for a very long time had different interests right when you're going into middle school you know you kind of start to break off in these little cliques Mm -hmm. and we as parents see it and they're seeing it and they're experiencing it but not really sure kind of like why yeah and so it's for us just to kind of take it like I'm going to let you come to me a little bit, mm-hmm. but also create that space where and you create opportunities for conversation with with them when they're in middle school, because oftentimes, you know, you get the one word answers. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know yeah. if that started already with Gage when he was in elementary school, but or if he has the gift of gab like you do. <laughs> he has the gift of gab with me for sure. He's a little bit more reticent with his dad, I think, just because his dad is a fixer and and Gage just wants to talk sometimes. And so he gets a little bit more of that with me. So he's still talking to me and I'm trying to soak it up while I have it. But I think about like when I was in middle school and when those friend group changes start to happen and how devastating it felt. And, but I had to go through that to understand like, this is just what happens, but I didn't have that experience on board at the time. Mm -hmm. And so even now with Gage, when I see him having moments where he's trying to sort of adjust and understand the changes that are happening, whatever they are, whether it's at our house or if it's in his friend group or, or he's just trying to sort through a feeling that's bigger than he can usually, you know, that feels bigger than he can handle. I always have to remind myself because it's hard to watch him struggle. And I just have to remind myself, like he doesn't have the experience on board and he's not going to get it if I don't let him have the experience. Right. So hard. Yeah. So hard. Because I just want to tell him, like, this is how you fix this. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we can look from our Gen X 40-something-year-old selves back. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's going to be okay. It's exactly not that deep. Right. I've got 40 right. years on board. I'm like, you're good. It's going to be fine. But he doesn't know that. Right. Yeah. It, it, like, the first time Roman brought, brought home, like, a really bad grade, 
in a class was in sixth grade and he's devastated. Mm. And I'm thinking like, that's not going to be the last one. First, (laughs) definitely not going to be the last one. And nobody remembers what you you got (laughs) in sixth grade English. And nobody doesn't go on any transcript. (laughs) Nobody's going to check that. (laughs) So which is why I think what I've tried to teach him as we start school next week, the last couple of weeks, I've just reminded him there's two rules going forward Mm -hmm. into this next year. Yep. You know, the first is that education matters and you are going to do your best every single day in school. Like you're going to show up, you're going to do your best, you're going to be your best. That's rule number one. And rule number two that I hope that I can impart and that he, I hope that he hears me when I say this, it's, I need you to really have fun. Mm. I need you just to enjoy this year mm-hmm. because there is so much anxiety and 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 you know we're still in this pandemic and I don't know and none of us will know what the last two and a half years have done to our kids and their mental well-being but I think that there's so much anxiety and angst still in them that it's giving them permission just to release and have fun mm. um, you know I'm like he doesn't realize the grades aren't gonna matter for another year right right so I'm kind of like give yourself permission to do your best, but if you fail and if you stumble and if you fall, dad and I got you. Yeah. Right? That's what we're here for. Yeah. But I want you to go out and, and try all the things. Well, obviously not all the things, right. but you know, all the legal things. <laughs> Good choices. But if you if you want to try a club or if you want to try an activity, you know, give yourself permission to do that and not really be good at it and see. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we are. I like that advice. I hadn't thought about that. We've been talking to him a lot about good habits and how they're going to be even more important this year. We've been talking about like, you know, we need to talk about taking notes, being responsible. We'll sit down with you at night and help you, under, you know, help you work through it. So, you know, we're, we're definitely focused on that and a little bit more than the grades. Like yeah. for us, we're, I mean, absolutely. We don't want him to fail, obviously, but I feel like he's, he won't fail. I mean, even when he does like half ass, he does. All right. So I'm not super worried about it. But I really want him him this year to work on good habits. I feel like that's going to be a really important foundation. So we've been talking more about habits than grades this go in. But I hadn't really thought about the fun piece of it. But that's a good, I think that's a good addition. And I think that's what we should like encourage ourselves as well, Tara. We need to have some fun. We need to have some fun. We're like like mom zone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All about you. Let's make sure you're doing good. What's going on with you? What about me? (laughs) So speaking of another thing that we missed during the time we were on hiatus Mm -hmm. was we missed both of our birthdays. We did. And I need to share with you that I still have not given you your birthday present. And you gave me the best birthday present again for year two. Uh So podcast family, (laughs) Tara and I will have fun together when we go see Lizzo in concert this fall. Yes. Thank you, Tara, for that wonderful present. So we will have fun. That's going to be like part of our season four mantra as we move forward. Fun moms. Fun. Yes, that's who we are. All the fun. We're not. (laughs) We're not. We're going to do our best, doing the best we can to have fun, y'all. That's it. And (laughs) to just be fully present in everything that we do. I will also share with you that I checked Roman's eighth grade schedule. And something that I am really excited for Uh is for the very first time. And again, 
podcast family, if you're just tuning in listening, you know, the title of the show is Motherhood in Black and White. I'm Kanji and I'm the black mom and I am raising a 13 year old black son. Mm -hmm. And Tara is I'm the white mom and I'm raising a 12 year old white son. (laughs) So we got to reintroduce ourselves. That's right. Some folks. Yeah. Yeah. So for the first time, Roman is going to have a black teacher. I love that. I, I, for the first time. For the first time. Wow. Ever. Yeah. It's she's um his math teacher mm-hmm. and I am oddly and so happy for him to be able to kind of see that. And again, representation matters, right? It does. And, and I love that it's a black woman. Me too. I feel like it's going to be good. And be like, she can be hard on you too. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> she has the permission. That's but right. What I hope he doesn't do is call her mom in class. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine? So he actually did that with like a third grade teacher and all of the kids still to this day remind him like, you remember when you called Miss Sweeney <laughs> mom in class? I did it before. I think everybody does it at least once. Yeah. I slipped up. I remember when I was a kid. I wonder what happened if I called my supervisor, my manager, mom. Oh, my God. I would never slip up (laughs) at work these days. That would be weird. (laughs) (laughs) It would be very, very weird. So we are going to keep you posted on the Middle School Chronicles this season. And we will regularly just keep you updated on Gage and his tuba lessons. Roman, as he is navigating eighth grade with a couple of very new activities under his belt, he is now enjoying and entertaining all of us in the world of musical theater. I love this. So I will let you know how yes. that goes and how it grows. And he is also for the very first time playing tackle football. He is. And we'll talk about this on another episode. Put a pin in that. Yeah. Way we- to bury the lead. <laughs> Here, Can't wait to talk. Here in Texas in 100 degree heat. Wow. So, yeah, that's a conversation for another podcast yes. episode. And podcast family, if you have any activities that your kids are starting or launching or involved in, share them with us. We love it when you connect with us on all of our social media platforms. We love it so much. We're so excited to be back with you. I've been speaking to a few of you on Instagram, checking in on us, making sure we're doing well. We love the fact that we still see downloads for the podcast going back through old episodes. Please make sure that you've um, saved us as a favorite in all of your podcast platforms. Please rate and review us if you haven't had a chance to do that yet. Follow us on Instagram at, at Black and White Momcast. We love to share with you and be here for you each week. And we can't wait to see you again next week. So season four is in full effect. And we will be back next week with another brand new episode. Same time, same place. Guard your health, family, mental, physical, and spiritual. And we'll see you soon. Take good care. Take good care.